been listening to this show for any span of time, you'll know that I'm not into the hot take stuff. I'm not into the rankings of the best players at this position, hottest players, uh, all-time this, all-time that. I am here today, in spite of that, to remind everybody of my own stance, doesn't have to be yours, that T.J. Watt is the best football player on the planet. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Steelers concluded week two of OTAs over on the south side. I was there covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports and decided I would spend the bulk of my time in the locker room with the best player in there. A little bit of a nice opportunity. just have to share this part with you because the Penguins called a press conference to announce their new president of hockey operations and half of the media in there, if not more, just went flying out meaning away from the, the practice facility when that was announced because the Penguins thing was going to happen at 1230. The Steelers practice was supposed to end at noon. They had to do stuff for their new newscast. Whatever. So anyway, they all clear out, which is awesome. It really is because if you're there and you're me, you're thinking there's less crowd in there. You can basically get whoever you want. And you can pull off a lot of one-on-ones. And I did. And I'll be sharing some of those with you in the days to come. Uh, notably, uh, a lot of good talks with all of the team's safeties to talk about uh, their own play as well as the three safety set that they expect to be utilizing quite a bit in the defense this season. I had a uh, man, a, an engaged talk with Jalen Warren, uh, first one of those in a while. But yeah, when you have an opportunity to Sit there one-on-one with T.J. Watt for a while. You're going to take it. I'm going to play for you a couple minutes of our discussion. Yeah. Um, this is one of those ones that I've heard your older brother speak to this. We can we can reach a point with a player like a T.J. Watt. You get to DPOY and you get to this level that's up here. And we say, well, listen, if he's just that, we're okay with it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Because you don't think like that, do you? No, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to get Better. as good as humanly possible every single season, and you never want to regress. You never want to take a step back. And, um, I mean, like my brother has said on whatever podcast, just like you have to find ways to evolve as you get older. And it's not necessarily that you're not as limber, you're not as um, strong as you once were. It's just a matter of how do I maintain this as long as possible and continue to be a great player and not necessarily worry about the weights in the gym and uh, just be the best football player I can be and be available. So I've been focusing on that. Um, availability. Availability, of course. Uh, obviously, flu things happen. Like I said, the pack, I couldn't have done anything differently and that still would have happened. That's just a fluke thing, but it's just a matter of continuing to grow and learn and try to use my experiences on and off the field to continue to be a better teammate, a better football player, and 
and a better leader for this team. I, I also cover the Penguins. I've been around Sidney Crosby his whole career. And what he would do, TJ, every summer, he'd go find some little facet mm-hmm. of hockey. He would just become a face-off guy. Yeah. Or he would work on tips or whatever. Now, with you, it's not as obvious because we're not as yeah. the, the trained to say, all right, well, hey, hey, look at that move that he's used. That's a new move or whatever. Mm-hmm. But do you think like that as well? I think so. And I think it's there's, there's definitely an intensity, a ramp-up period where when you're younger, you can go in and you can hang clean 400 pounds in February. And now it doesn't really make sense to do something like that. It does, there's no point of going, for lack of a better term, balls to the wall early in the offseason. It's a ramp-up period. It's working on mobility, flexibility, ankles, knees, and hips, things that I've always preached. But it's trying to be smarter as far as throwing on certain amounts of weights just so I can be available and be peaking at the right time. And I think that's why I feel so good this time of year right now. Consummate pro. Uh, I can't say enough about uh, his conduct and the way he carries himself off the field. I actually get the sense that that's not appreciated enough in Pittsburgh. We say that a lot about Cam Hayward, and Cam deserves every bit of it. But TJ really isn't any different in that regard, and maybe he'll be the guy who ends up getting chief awards and so forth for cooperation and the way he is in the community and all else. But easily, the most compelling part of what you heard there between us was TJ's emphasis on how he's training differently this season to make sure that he can stay on the field. The neat thing about that specific subject is I never have to bring it up. He does it. I can ask about this scheme or that plan or whether or not the sky is blue and what you're going to get back is something, something, something availability. He took the 2022 season hard. I hope you could pick up on that in the couple minutes that I just played for you. Contrary to popular misperception, he really hasn't missed that many games in the NFL. It'll seem like it because he just missed the most he'd ever missed in 2022 and because it looked like the kind of thing that might have had him out all season. So we had an image planted in our heads already in advance that he was just going to be out. Well, he came back. He played. He wasn't at his peak, but on top of that, he comes back and he busts up the rib. Couldn't breathe right on the field, couldn't sleep right off the field, still kept going and was undoubtedly, even though he wasn't great, he wasn't at his best or anything close to it, he was part of that 7-2 and finish. Nothing, nothing matters more to this football team than the health and well-being of this individual. Please don't make me remind you that they went 1-6 and six without him last year, and they lose almost every game that he doesn't play, and they're not even close to the same defense when he doesn't play. He's their MVP by every definition of the terminology MVP. He's valuable. He's the one they can least afford to lose. He knows that. He feels that. He's trying, as you heard him tell me, to find a way to make sure it doesn't happen again. Doesn't mean he'll succeed as he 
pointed out there, this peck would have gotten torn no matter what he'd done to prepare. But he's going to give it his all. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG, is a personal injury law firm in western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and They've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Bill, who says, DK, I'd love to hear your comments about the size of the team at OTAs. Us old school guys love that. I don't know, Bill. What's the difference between old and young when it comes to preferring to have your football team be really large? You know, I don't think that's something that's changed over time. It is a big football team, and it is big at positions where normally it isn't big. There aren't that many exceptions to it. I'm going to give you a name that nobody talks about when it comes to this. Because uh, everyone's going to mention Darnell Washington, the freakishly large tight end. Everyone's going to mention uh, the upgraded O-line. They didn't get bigger, but they certainly got deeper, meaner, more experienced, all that other stuff. And, of course, you're going to hear people talk about Corey Trice, uh, who incidentally is having a really, really good OTAs. And the size that he brings at that position. But how about Keanu Neal? I did a full episode on him recently and spent some time with him, as I kind of hinted at in the opening segment by saying the safeties. Uh, Neal was one of those. And he's a safety in name only. He's going to play closer to the line of scrimmage, and he's physical. He brought that up without me bringing it up. Uh, he sees himself, since you use the term Bill old school, he sees himself as one of those guys. Have to play within the rules. He can't go out there and just be a random you know, Ryan Clark, Mike Mitchell throwback where all you're doing is looking to knock people's heads off. But he not only doesn't shy away from the contact, he prefers to instigate it and to instigate it hard especially when someone's coming laterally across the defensive zone. Now, he'll be replacing Terrell Edmonds, who also didn't shy away from contact, but wasn't really a hitter. So you might even have a, a setting in which that position right there, the old TE position, will become more physical for the Steelers. Physical equals the same feeling that you get from being bigger. It's a big team, though. I'm going to throw out a couple other names that you don't hear attached to this sort of thing. Hakeem Butler is the biggest wide receiver I think I've ever seen in that room. It's not just his height. He is just large. I got him confused 
with Darnell Washington for a moment, only for a moment, but just long enough for me to go, wow, this guy is just enormous. And he knows it. And he talks a big game, talks about how he needs to make himself seen and appreciated and respected when it gets time for Latrobe in the preseason. But even there at the wide receiver position, Allen Robinson's a bigger-bodied guy. There's a lot of that, and it's all over. Uh, it's a very big football team. Now, I don't want to be the one that you know rains on this particular parade, but that all by itself isn't going to mean anything. They have to put together a lot of those pieces, but it it also can't be coached. It's a good good thing to have. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I also appreciate the time that T.J. Watt gave yesterday. It's never taken for granted. These guys are under no obligation to say yes anytime somebody asks for a few minutes like I did yesterday. Let's do this again Monday, guys. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.